Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Thanks for joining us today. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. On this podcast, we talk about business, branding, sports, and of course, we're giving you insights and advice on how to move the ball and make things happen. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I am having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you haven't yet followed the podcast, make sure that you do so so that you never miss an episode as part of this series as well as the regular show. I've got a great lineup of guests for the rest of the series as well as for this season. Now today, inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Tyler Scott. Tyler, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to have you on with us today. Let me just share a little about your background for our listeners. Tyler is a wide receiver who played college football at the University of Cincinnati. This past season, as a true junior, Tyler emerged as the Bearcats' leading receiver. He finished the season with 54 receptions for 899 yards and nine touchdowns. Those nine receiving touchdowns were the third most in the AAC, and his yards per reception in both 2021 and 2022 finished top four in the conference. And also, Tyler finished his college career with an impressive 16.5 yards per reception. Now, Tyler was also invited to the NFL Combine, and we will talk about his journey through college football, the NFL Combine, and so much more on the show. All right, Tyler, are you ready to move the ball? I'm ready. All right. So let's kick things off by running things way, way back, just talking about how you got into football. So you're from Ohio. Like, tell us about when was the first time you picked up a football or suited up? Yeah. So I want to say it started when I was maybe about five years old, as far as my recollection. You know, I kind of started playing flag football. My dad, Really, both my parents, mom and dad, were huge football fans, diehard Cleveland Browns fans, you know, being from Ohio. So kind of grew up just listening to football every Sunday, listening to it on the radio every Sunday. So started to get into it. My dad kind of put me on to some old school film. I played running back growing up. So I was watching like Gail Sayers and, you know, Walter Payton, Earl Campbell, Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett, a lot of great old school guys. And so kind of just fell in love with watching the game and Eventually started playing it, started playing tackle football at around about eight years old. First put on some pads and fell in love with it ever since. I've been a student of the game since I was four years old, fell in love with the game that at that age. What about football made you fall in love with it? I think there's just no sport like it. It takes so many different pieces to reach one goal. You know, the, the offensive line has to be on point. The quarterback has to be on point, the receiver. So it just, it takes so many people. And then even the people outside, as far as the coaches and the strength staff, and so, you know, that's one part about it that I love. And then I also love the mind game with it. You know, back and forth on the field, it's not just physical, it's also mental. You know, offensive line, being able to try to move somebody against their will. A quarterback trying to be able to deceive 
DBs and vice versa. And so it's just so many different mind games in it, as well as physical. And then I loved playing tag growing up. I just loved that game, tag you're in. And football just kind of reminds me of that game. You know, I was able to get the ball and tag, I was it. So you had to come catch me. So I just kind of fell in love with that kind of adrenaline, that kind of rush of, you know, catching the ball or running the ball and just getting it in my hands and be able to run for a touchdown. Nice. Now you were a three sports standout in high school. So you played multiple positions in football, but you also earned letters playing basketball and also sprinting for the track team. So you've got this competitive athlete mentality. It's a part of who you are. When you look at some of the things that you've learned from being a competitive athlete, what are some of those things that you've taken away from that mindset that have helped you to not only excel on the football field, but just to be successful in life? Kind of the main sport for me that I really was able to take a lot from is track. Track and field, been running it ever since I was five, six years old. And for me, it was more mental, the more mental side of track, because it kind of teaches you at a very young age how to handle pressures. And anyone that's ran track knows that that type of anxiety is a different type of anxiety. It's not the same like in a lot of different sports because it's all on you. If you lose, it's really you lose. Like, you know, you train and you do all those things, it's just all on you. And so just being able to handle those pressures and especially at a young age, eight, nine years old, you have ranks on you. Being able to have to beat a certain time or going up against a really good opponent. And you have to learn how to deal with those type of pressures at a young and early stage. And so just really learn how to deal with my emotions, learn how to get too high and not get too low because you have to bounce back. You know, you may run a race early in the day and you may not do as well as you want to, but then 30 minutes to an hour later, you got to hop back up and run at your next event kind of shake off the first one and then have to do it again maybe a little bit later in the day. So, but just teaches you so many great things, teaches you a lot of mental toughness that I was able to eventually bring over to the game of football. You know, for me, it's huge as far as just kind of that mentality, being able to handle those emotions, those anxieties, those pressures, and just being able to perform at a high level. Yeah, and running track, I mean, you've got multiple events. And so, like you said, you've got to be able to shake that stuff off, that resiliency. It's got to be quick and you got to let things go. If something didn't go your way, you didn't win a race so that you could bounce back and be ready to perform for the next one, which is a very short time later. It's not like you have another week to get ready, like in a football game. So you were a track star. You've got speed. People have said you've got outstanding leaping ability. You've got solid route running skills. What are some of the things that you have done to really show up and differentiate yourself and set yourself apart from others? It kind of starts with my receiver coach at Cincinnati. Well, I played running back from when I was eight all the way to my senior year in high school. So I actually didn't really play receiver until I got to Cincinnati. And so I just give credit to Mike Brown and, you know, for him just kind of developing me, taking his time with me and helping me develop into an actual receiver. And always growing up, I, like I said, I wanted to be a multi-sport athlete, played baseball as well growing up. There's actually a time where I was actually running AAU track while doing baseball at the same time. So on a Monday, I would go to track practice. And on a Tuesday, I'm at baseball practice. So I just kind of enjoy different sports, enjoy different challenges, and just enjoy being a kid. And like I said, ultimately helped me as far as my athletic abilities and being able to use different muscles and having different attributes that eventually would help me in the game of football, whether it's leaping, being able to stop on a dime, stop and go like in basketball, being able to cross people up, which also leads to releases as a receiver, being able to how to release. So that ties it together. And then obviously track with the mentality and also just running, learn how to get to top speed fast. I really had a huge emphasis on indoor track my senior year because I wanted to really get that get out gear, being able to reach that top speed as quick as I possibly can because in football, that's all it's about. When can you catch the ball and just go? You know, you're not going to have 100 yards to build up. You might have five yards and you got to cut off somebody's angle. So just being able to take all these different sports that I played and just kind of being able to mix them into one and 
use them for the game of football. Now, you had a lot of offers while you were in high school. So Indiana, Iowa State, Michigan State, Nebraska, and on and on. Why did you choose Cincinnati? Yeah, so it was, it's, it's pretty my first spring ball practice. I went there and, you know, the biggest thing I noticed was just the intensity, the intensity and hunger that they had. There's no place like it. I visited different schools and it just didn't compare. I found myself in every school to Cincinnati and it just didn't reach that standard. And so just going there, I could just kind of see it. Going into my senior year, I'm like, I can just tell these guys are hungry. These guys are ready to win. And so, you know, I think they just cracked the scene, the top 25 my senior year. And so they had just really got some national recognition getting to that top 25. And I eventually joined the show my freshman year. We cracked the top 10. You know, we ended up facing Georgia in the Peach Bowl and then going on my, my sophomore year and then being able to make history and be in the college football playoffs. And so that's something that I just kind of seen brewing kind of my first visit there my junior year just kind of seeing the the culture and just the way things were ran. And as you look back at your time playing at Cincinnati, what have you learned about yourself and how did it really help you grow as not only a player, but also as a person? Just having a toughness mentality. You know, the way Cincinnati did things under Luke Fickle, just having just a tough mentality, being able to fight through adversity. When he first came in as the coach at Cincinnati, they went like four and eight. You know, they were you know, not a very good team at the time. They struggled, but they continued to strand. They continued to fight. They continued to persevere. And that's what the culture there was built on. It was just that constant having that underdog mentality, being able to continue to fight through adversities when they're thrown upon you, which is what I was able to do while I was there at Cincinnati. You know, as a freshman, you get thrown in the fire and, and like many other places, but you know, especially Cincinnati, you get thrown in the fire and you got to learn how to really trust your brothers. You got to learn how to trust the people next to you and really learn how to dig deep down into a place that you never thought you had. And so just being able to tap into that ability was huge. For sure. And you talked about the 2020 season, playing as a true freshman, making it to the AAC championship, winning the championship. And then 2021, the team had another great run. You began the year really strong to taking your first pass of the season to the end zone on an 81-yard catch against Miami, Ohio. So definitely a great way for you to start off your next year. And so what was that season like? I mean, obviously you guys won the AAC championship game against Houston that year, ended up playing Alabama after that, but did make it into the CFP, which, I mean, there's only four teams, right, that make it there. So that is truly something to be proud of as well. Yeah, definitely. Like I so said, just being part of that whole journey was just something that I'm just kind of proud of, but just kind of where that bear cap, that seatball, just being able to be a part of history. Came in when, like I said, they were kind of on that rise and then I was there for the peak and just being able to be a part of that process was just an honor. Being around so many great guys, so many great draft picks who eventually ended up going on and playing in NFL and so many great leaders that ultimately helped me going into my junior year where I turned into that quote-unquote that guy. For sure. And in that second AAC championship game, your teammate Jerome Ford was named the MVP of the game. We had Jerome on the show last season for the Pats in the Draft Series. It's neat seeing him and his journey. We also had Alec Pierce on the show as well last year. So, I mean, Alec's a great guy. I chat with him not too often because he's busy. He's locked in, but I'll ping him and, and check in on him. And so he's definitely a great guy. So when you look at people like Alec and Jerome and Trey, Tucker, like how did they help you kind of just step up your game and continue to improve? as you continued on in your career? Yeah, I mean, they're all different guys. They're all different personalities. So just being able to kind of step back and watch and take something from each person. Alec, he's different in his, just the way he carries himself. Alec is just a funny guy and he doesn't even know it. We all love him because he's just, just the way he is. And so he really taught me as far as special team is concerned, just really getting on the field. Because you're going to make your money playing special teams. That's how you're going to really stamp yourself and finally gain trust 
in a program is by special teams, which is the way he did it. I did that my sophomore year, starting on punt, punt block, and also kickoff return. That's something that I took from him. And then you got Trey Tucker, who, like that's my brother. We've been through so much together. We grew up running track together and then eventually went to college together. And he's the type of person that just does everything right. He shows up 15 minutes early to everything. I mean, we could be going, we could just be going bold. He's going to be 15 minutes early to both. So he's just that type of guy that's going to show up, do everything right. He's just the model, model football player and just also the model person. So Jerome, he, he didn't talk too much. You know, he was the guy that just showed up. He went to work. He let his place speak for himself. That was just kind of his mentality. Just show up and go to work. Do what you're asked. Do it at the best of your ability. So just being able to take different things from all those different guys just ultimately helped me as a player. And when you look back at your time at Cincinnati, what were some of your most memorable games or favorite moments? Definitely most memorable moments is, like I said, that 2021 season, being able to be a part of that championship run, back-to-back AAC championships, and then going on to play in the college playoffs against Alabama. And so just being part of that moment was huge for me. Secondly, also being able to share the field with Trey Tucker. You know, like I said, that's my brother. Just being able to see him and look out in the field and see that he's right next to me, like we have been since we were little, since we were kids growing up running track. And being able to just share those platforms and those moments with each other, being from the same city, going through a lot of the same things, and ultimately being able to share the field together, that was just such a special moment for me, especially this past year. For sure. And you guys are like two peas in a pod. I talk with the HOA team quite a bit and they always like, you guys are inseparable, always together. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yo Murphy always, uh, <laughs> he's always joking about it, saying, you know, he's never seen two guys so locked in. So like I said, that's my brother. Like I said, we do everything together. We're signed with the same agent. We ended up training at the same facility. Obviously went to the same college. Grew up running for the same track team, West Akron Track. So, you know, we've always been locked in. Our families are tight-knit. So, we're just basically brothers from another mother. And Trey was on the show also as part of the series. And one of the things we talked about is the relationships that you make with people through football and through playing sports. And obviously you guys are very tight, but I mean, there's so many people you get to meet by playing competitive sports, whether they're your teammates or they're on the other side of the ball, or you just come across them through the combine or through different events. I mean, those relationships that you make are going to last beyond football and for many, many years to come. Yeah, you're right. So let's talk about the combine for a minute. So you were one of 319 guys to get an invite. There's only a select number of invites that go out every year. This year, there was actually less invites than in prior years. And so how did it feel? What was it like for you to get that invitation? Yeah, I mean, it was an honor to be a part of something that you just kind of watch growing up. You watch every year, you look forward to it and finally being able to be a part of it. It's an honor. It's not a pat on the back by any means. For me, like I said, just taking everything with gratitude. And, you know, even through my whole process there, going through through all the meetings, through all the, the media, all the medicals. And that whole week is honestly, it's, it's a drain or it's a grind. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm just grateful to have those opportunities to be able to walk those halls and be a part of that because not many people can say that they were able to be invited to the NFL Combine and have an opportunity to showcase their talents in front of the top league in the business. So for me, I just take everything with gratitude and caused me to continue to work even harder to get to the next level. And as you mentioned, in Combine Week, it's a long week. It's not just what people see on the field. There's medical, there's media, there's team interviews. There's all kinds of things going on outside of just those activities that are televised. And there's a lot of work that goes in to prepare for all of the things that go on during Combine Week, including the -the on-the-field workouts. And so when you were training down with Yo and the team at House of Athlete in Tampa, what were some of the things that you were really trying to get locked in on and improve upon so that you could shine during the combine yeah i mean you know so for me you're obviously you're, you're training for the combine so you're training for a lot of those different events whether it's the 40 yard dash the bench press or route running or five ten five shuttles and things of that nature so you're kind of really focused in on those events but 
big emphasis for me was just kind of my hips. Just kind of loosening up my hips because for me, I just felt my hips were kind of tight, which can affect your route running and your stopability, which I just found that to be a huge emphasis for me going in. So I remember the first two weeks there, I didn't even pick up a weight. It was just straight hip mobility and stabilization and things of that nature. So just that combination of doing those things, kind of really finding your weaknesses, which they do a great job of doing, finding out where your weaknesses are and then being able to attack them to you know make you stronger, as well as just continuing to train for those 40-yard dashes and those shuttles and just being overall a more explosive football player. And during the combine, you ended up showing your explosive qualities off. Your broad and vertical jumps were amazing. Both of those marks, I don't know if you know this or not, placed you in the top 94% of all NFL combine receivers who ever tested. So not just in your class, but overall. So very well done. When you look at the combine, like what are some of the takeaways that you'll have from that experience? Yeah, I mean, like I said, the first thing you mentioned, which was kind of how small of a group it actually is. And just being able to be a part of those different group of players. You see a lot of the great players that you see on TV. You see these guys in person, up and close in person. Some look bigger than you thought. Some look smaller than you thought. Just kind of being able to meet these guys and see that they were kind of considered the top of the top. And then finally being able to kind of see head coaches and things of that nature, these gyms. And we get to actually see the people behind, you know, kind of the TV that you see on TV since you were little. And it's like, oh, wow, like he's right in front of me or he's talking to me. So those are kind of things that are like kind of surreal. It was like, oh, wow. You know, you kind of grow up seeing Jerry Jones or some of these guys out here. They're here and they're actually kind of interested in me. So, so it's like a surreal experience. You know, a lot of different things, whether it's marketing, there's a lot of marketing opportunities out there as well, where there's Nike and Adidas and there's just all types of different things flowing out of that area since they're such high caliber players. So it was just an overall great experience just getting able to tell my story to a lot of these different teams. That's the first time they actually can hear you speak and talk about your experience, how you've got to where you've gotten to. And for me, that was huge, just being able to kind of tell my story and kind of tell it from my perspective. If a team were to ask you, Tyler, why should I pick you over all the other wide receivers that I can choose from, what would you say? First and foremost, you talk about on the field. For me, it's just my play speed, being able to get open, being able to stress the field, being able to create vertical speed and vertical separation, which ultimately helps, which can bring a safety out the box, can open up the run game. And then not just that, but also my special teams ability. At Cincinnati, in my sophomore year, I ended up starting as a gunner on punt team and then on the punt block team, rushing the edge to go block punts. And then also as an off return on the kickoff team. So while starting at receiver. So doing all those four things and being polished in those areas brings a lot of value to the team. And then just also off the field, just the man that I am. I try to be a very humble human being. I'm a man of faith. And so for me, just being cognitive of how I carry myself and being that model player but not just that model player, but that model citizen. Just being able to show kids and just being able to show people that are under me what it is to be a football player, but also what it is to be a man. For me, those are two really important things because I know how I felt when I was younger, looking up to a lot of guys that were in my position now. And I know how much that meant for me. And then even in the locker room, just being someone who does everything right, does the little things, whether it's being able to have a conversation with another player, but just showing up on time, saying the things that maybe needs to be said, just doing all the right things, being where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to do to the best of my ability. Great answer. So Tyler, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I've got some fun questions that I want to ask you. We'll be right back. Hey, have you moved the ball in your own life today? If you're working toward your dream job, a new personal record, 
or a bigger salary. You need a plan to consistently make progress. That's why I wrote Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. These books are packed with strategy and easy to implement tips on gaining clarity of your goals, developing your own personalized playbook for success, pushing your boundaries of comfortability, and really elevating and dominating. Go to www.dominateandmove.com and enter code DOMINATE2023 for a 20% discount on the bundle. And all books are signed copies as well. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, Tyler, we're back. I want to run you through my two-minute drill and ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, first question is, outside of football, what do you like to do? Outside of football, I love to watch movies, hang out with my girlfriend. I've actually gotten into financial literacy. Oh, good for you. Very important topic. So that's good that you're looking into that. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Holy, hungry, and humble. Those are the three. Holy, hungry, and humble. Got it. Three H words. What is one thing that most people don't know about you? Uh, One thing most people don't know about me is that I love candles. Yes, that I did know about you, actually. And so what is your favorite candle scent? I think it's probably Marshmallow Fireside. It's a candle they sell at Bath and Body Works. Okay. What is the best piece of advice you've been given by a mentor or a coach? The best piece of advice, I definitely have to say, is probably by a coach of Cincinnati. He's no longer there. He's a Youngstown State coach, Doug Phillips. He told me on my visit, he said, use football to get where you want to go. I like that. Definitely a great piece of advice. I'm going to flip it now and ask you, what's the best piece of advice you would give somebody else? Remain rooted in your foundation. Know who you are. Don't let anyone deter you from who you are and what you believe. Oh, great pieces of advice. Would you rather be the world champion of your sport or the CEO of a billion dollar company and why? I would definitely have to go probably the world champion of my sport, especially something like the Super Bowl or something like that. That's something that not a lot of people can accomplish or not a lot of people can do. And that's something, you know, CEO, I could probably do that after I'm done. Yeah, definitely be a world champion of my sport. Okay. You have 24 hours and a private plane that will take you anywhere. Where are you going? I'm going to Paris. I'm going to Paris. I fell in love with Paris because of the movie Ratatouille. For some reason, <laughs> all of a sudden, I just I just want to go to Paris now. So <laughs> I also heard that you're a big foodie guy and you'll eat anything. Yeah, you know I'm not I'm not too picky. I like to try. Uh, did Trace eat it? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I like to I like to try different things. You know, I'm pretty open for the most part to different foods and different cultures and things in that nature. So yeah, I like to try different types of foods. All right, the last question, the bonus question is: Do you sing in the shower? <laughs> I don't. But actually, I do. I do sing in the shower. I will play some music. I'll sing all different types of stuff in the shower. Would your girlfriend say you're good? <laughs> she better. I'm always singing to her. So <laughs> <laughs> so as we look to close the show, Tyler, let people know, where can they follow you? Where are you at on social media? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at TylerScott21 underscore underscore underscore. Same at on Twitter. And then you can also follow me on TikTok at Tyler underscore Scott 21. Perfect. Are you a regular TikToker? So I just started up maybe a month and a half ago. So I'm starting to get myself established, but I have some pretty unique things that are on there right now. Actually, some inside looks as far as just my combine training and also my combine experience. So I have some some really nice videos and things of that nature on. Okay. And maybe you'll do like a Tyler's Candle series sharing with your candle recommendations. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that'll definitely be something that I'll have in the works as well. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a true pleasure having you on. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that you were able to have me on. 
And I wish you much success in the draft. For those of you that are listening, we will have Tyler's social links in the show notes. Go check out his TikTok and follow him on the other social channels. And if you haven't already done so, be sure that you hit that follow button so that you never miss a future episode of the show. And also share the show with a few friends too. It's one way that you can help me to move the ball. All right, everyone, thanks again for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also, share the show with a few friends, too. Next, I want you to go to GetInsideTheHuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.